This episode of All Talk No Balk is sponsored by Anchor FM. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free, so you don't have to worry about additional charges and fees. And you don't have to have a limit on your creativity. Speaking of creativity, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast directly from your computer or phone. So if you're on the go, this platform is definitely for you. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be listened to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other listening site. Also, you can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. Anchor gives you everything you need to make a successful podcast all in one convenient space. If you're just getting started with podcasting, or if you're a seasoned content creator, please download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Again, that's anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Talk No Block podcast. My name is Andy Doherty. I am your host, along with my co-host, Nico Weathers. Nico, how you doing, man? I'm good. And yourself, Andy? I'm doing good. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, tore his ACL last night uh, in the field, and it kind of looks like my rinky-dink Mets are going <laughs> to win this division. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't think it was going to happen either. You know, um, the Mets are definitely not a second-half team, and we'll get into that a little bit later about uh, a team that might be able to raise the ranks uh, in the second half. But just in terms of, like, the fun of baseball and someone who is entertaining and makes us laugh and brings energy to the game, uh, how much is Acuna going to be missed for the rest of the season? He's actually going to be missed a lot, like you said, because the Braves were actually on pace to, I'm pretty sure, win that division. They were the only competent team in that division. You could say the Mets, sure, but the Mets aren't really doing it for you. You got DeGrom, you got Frankie, yeah, but other than that, I was really rooting for Acuna Jr. Frankie, Frankie Lindor. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't know who Frankie was? I I did not know that was his nickname, no. I'm sorry. I, I go to school down in Ohio, so that's all you hear. They call him Frankie. They call him Frankie. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But um. anyways, you got – you lose Acuna Jr. You lose, like, the heart and soul of your team. He has the smile. He has the charisma, the character. He hits 24 home runs. He's batting 283. However, I was saying he's going to be the face of baseball. Some people say Tatis. Some people say Shohei. I think Acuna Jr. has the sustainability. But losing him was really big for the Braves. The Braves will fall probably to the middle or the bottom of the division with that loss. You can't replace that type of talent. Yeah, really, really just not not a good timely injury. Um, was, was Acuna skipping the All-Star game or was he going to that? I think he was skipping the home run derby. I believe okay. he was going to the All-Star game. But okay. it's a bunch of people that's missing an All-Star game on by their choice anyway. Yeah, so What is all that? Like, I, I mean, don't... I understand the Astros, right? Because the Astros, it's like, oh, there's animosity there. But what's up with, like, DeGrom skipping it and, and all these other guys skipping it? I think Mookie Betts is skipping it, too. Yeah. I honestly don't know why. I Like I said in the previous episode, it should be mandatory. Everything. All-star game. Home run derby. We want to see our stars play. It's not the same. I'm happy Tim Anderson got in. I'm happy Justin Turner got in from the Dodgers. But other than that, I, it should just be mandatory. Losing a Queen Jr., a young star, that hurts the game itself since it's not really marketable. It's not really a marketable sport. I blame Rob Manford, but that's here nor there. Even Bud Selig back in the day. But still, losing a star like that, up and coming, 
this early to a knee injury, knee injuries always can affect you. You never know how it's going to feel when you come back. So stuff like that, I don't know. I just, I'm sore about it. I'm sick, really sick, because Tatis really might be the face due to this injury right here. And Tatis can't even stay 100% healthy, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Acuna, is, this isn't even like the first time he's been hurt. I'm pretty sure he's had hamstring things early in the year. He's been getting hit with pitches. So, you know, uh, it, it's not like he's had a smooth sailing season. Uh, in terms of me being a Mets fan, I am the biggest Mets cynic. I will always say this team is never because you always hear the New Yorker people being like, this team's going to win. Our pitching is going to stay healthy this year, which never happens. And uh, they're like, they're going to win the division, but there'll be like a moment. When uh, when you you know you're gonna win that division, and I feel like this is that moment. This happened back in 2015 when uh, Bryce Harper and Jonathan Papelbon got into a fight, and Papelbon choked out Bryce Harper. I was like, oh, the Mets are gonna win this division. Like, <laughs> think about know? how great that name is. I love Jonathan Papelbon. That was yeah. one of my favorite closers, and I forgot that name until you just brought it back up. <laughs> He was a that was one of my favorite ones. He was a crazy man. Like he, I think I think he got. I think he said something. He said something that that people didn't like, and and that's that's what really like ended his career. And nobody signed him after that. I believe I I don't know. Now I am now allegedly he allegedly said something wrong, <laughs> and that ended his career. But I'm not sure. You know, closers they they come around for like five years and are amazing, and then they just disappear. You know. Yeah, good old Jonathan Papelbon. But like we were saying earlier, I mean, it hurts the game. It really hurts the game, truly, that everybody wants to sit out. I'm all against stars sitting out. I feel like you should play in an all-star game. You get four days after this to rest anyways. You get days up until to lead, to, like, enjoy yourself, enjoy your family. Uh, you don't participate in the home run derby, okay. You still got the game. You get the rest that day. If you're that tired, just play that one game where you only play three innings anyways – and then just rest after. It's not that big of a deal. You can win a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. I was saying on my radio show, I was saying that you should give out a car, like a Lambo or something. And my coach was saying they're not gonna give out a Lambo. Like, well, give them a Prius, okay? Give them a Prius <laughs> and two hundred thousand dollars or something. That's two hundred thousand more than you had before. Then again, it's a lot of people that don't make millions. That's in the All Star game. They're making five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand dollar contracts. That two hundred thousand, they would appreciate a lot more. Just saying. I just love a Prius. I love I hit that home run for a Prius. He's pointing at it like like celebrating a win. Hands a, like he's holding keys along with the trophy, just keys to a Prius. That's that's it's fantastic. an economy saving vehicle right there. That's why I said Prius. Oh, there's Prius. there's definitely just comedy gold in that photo that we're gonna look back on in like 30 years of being like, why is he holding Prius keys? And then they're gonna say, Oh, thank you, you saved the world. Imagine <laughs> yeah. Shohei Otani with a Prius. I think that's great. Oh, Shohei Otani, that man seems like he loves everything in America. So you, you can Is show a Prius an American car. I have zero idea. <laughs> I, I have zero idea. Google. Um yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know what it is. You know, DeGrom saying that, well, you know, I want to spend time with my family. I, I like kind of don't know if I believe that if you know six or seven people are skipping the game. Um but yeah, I mean, there has to be, you're right on the point of there has to be something else there to keep these guys motivated to go to the game, some type of prize, some type of extra money that goes into, uh, you know, their salary for them making this game. Um, like I'm writing a piece right now on um, guys that were one hit wonders. They were all stars, like one random year, they had a good year and then they were gone. Uh, Chris Tillman, do you remember him at all? Oh uh, yeah, 
He played for the Orioles, right? Yep. And he was the ace one year, the year after his all-star uh, appearance. Um, and his in his career kind of flatline there. But you know, he was a he was an all-star one year. He was doing amazing. He they they were pitching him like eight, nine innings every other night. Um, and then these guys just kind of disappear. So that guy would have totally benefited from having extra salary in his or or over Prius or some type of extra extra superlative that comes with uh getting into the all-star game no but, i definitely uh, agree because you give me uh you gave the perfect example the colorado rockies when they had ubaldo jimenez oh yes you remember him he won like 17 straight games or something like that and um burned out right after the all-star game only won two games after that yeah yeah but i mean you know that's also colorado like the fact that they put any any like money into pitchers in that park is just they should have all guys with funky windups like they should have all guys that just throw submarine sidearm because (laughs) you have to have some sort of way to have hitters in that park like not cream the ball off of you every single time uh and i think that's probably the best way to do it i was about to say isn't that a hitter's park oh 1000 percent. the elevation makes it so terrible for pitchers so the fact that they had like i i believe he was a runner up for the Cy Young I don't think he won it yeah Ubaldo didn't because he fell off like he won 17 he was like 17 and two or something like that and then lost like the last season part of the season just lost <laughs> like didn't <laughs> he, win he up like 12 or whatever 17 and 7 he lost five he was like straight. 19 and like 19 like nine or something like that Jesus. we'll have to look it up nobody fact checking but he only won like 19 games that year my god yeah, Colorado is definitely not the park to be a pitcher in. That is, yeah. or spend big money on on pitching. Well, Acuna Junior, get better. We're rooting for you because I know you're going to be the face of the league. It's that simple. And I I don't care if you don't get up to that high point of being the face of the league. You're just a fun player. Like so, go get better. No, screw that. Be the face. <laughs> but as we transition. What do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about the worst trades of all time, or do you want to talk about our projections after all-star game standings? Well, I wanted to get your take on the Cubs confirming. Well, I wouldn't say confirming, but leaning towards being super sellers at the deadline that they're fine with getting rid of all Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, all those guys being gone, um, being like some of the last vestiges of, um, that 2015 World Series win. From a fan's perspective, how are you taking that? I'm actually taking it pretty well. Um, coming into the season, I said with our previous host on here, Heather and Reese, I've been saying this team was supposed to be rebuilding this year. We're above, we're ahead of schedule. Like, it's crazy. We're exceeded expectations to this point. Granted, as we're recording this episode, they're 44 and 46. Their their uh, game today just got canceled against the Cardinals. Exceeding expectations. This year, they were supposed to be selling. They were supposed to be rebuilding, sending their players off for draft picks. Or not draft picks, but, you know, prospects. I mean, stuff of that sort. With that being said, moving on Chris Bryant, I believe he should get paid. I believe they should move Javier Baez. Javier Baez is inconsistent, too inconsistent for us. He was an all-star. Nostalgia purposes, sure. But move off him. I said two years ago they should have moved off Anthony Rizzo. They took too long to do it. Now you lost all trade value in Anthony Rizzo. You lost Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber's an all-star. You still have Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward's terrible. You lost Dexter Fowler. You lost uh, John Lester. 
You're losing all these guys and you're not getting anything back for them. The year you sold your prospects to the Yankees, who are actually good now, and they have our prospects, who are actually kind of stars in this league now, for rentals and uh, Araldis Chapman and Adam Warren, you sold them for rentals, you're kind of getting a bite in the butt now. So I'm actually happy we're selling. I'm happy we're rebuilding. They need to get rid of Hobby. You can get some great prospects for them. Get rid of Jason Hayward. You can get a subpar player. Salary dump. Yeah, like get rid of that salary because he's fucking awful. (laughs) And I say fucking awful, emphasis on the fucking, because he's bad. He's terrible. I do not like Jason Hayward. That actually brought the passion out of me. I don't like him. (laughs) I used to with the Braves. Clubhouse leader. Clubhouse leader Jason Hayward. Screw that. I'm just saying, screw that. But I'm actually happy that they're rebuilding. They need to. They're 44 and 46. They were number one in the division like 10, 15 games ago. They were number two. Now they're number four. It's about that time we're facing. We're exactly who I thought we were. Middle of the pack. So, uh, because, I, I don't know. If if my team hadn't won a World Series in like 112 years or what it ever ended up being, I feel like you kind of earn your spot to be paid. You know what I mean? I don't believe that Chicago is that much of a, like, like a, a team that has a bad payroll because they're a small, they're not a small market team. And they, even if they are, they have loyal fans that are going to show up to every game. So, you know, I mean, I guess that that does help the rebuild argument that they're going to come and they're going to understand, Oh, well, we're rebuilding again and everything, but I don't know. I, I feel like that for the guys that actually got over the hump of winning the world series um, that they earn some sort of uh, some sort of, of privilege to stay on the team. Um, Chris Bryant did reject a deal. That was a five-year deal for $70 million, which I think netted him $14 million a year. Uh, he did reject a deal like that. So, you know, but at the same time, that's like the cornerstone of your rebuild. Um, I think that's like a perfect guy that would be a Cubs lifer. Uh, and the Mets, the Mets did, a similar, did a similar thing with David Wright. You know, they kept him along. They re-signed him and gave him his money. Um, and he brought them to another world series really late in his career through all the injuries that he had and stuff like that. Um, he wasn't the key in your world series, but go ahead. He wasn't, it was all luck. It was really all luck. That entire your pitchers, your pitchers, your pitchers, your pitching staff was fucking phenomenal that year. Yeah. That's the only reason. And I don't mean to cut you off, but go ahead. You can go ahead. I'm a, I have something to say. So what hey, you were saying, don't doubt you want or Daniel Murphy hitting like eight home runs in, in eight playoff games either. Cause, cause we did beat your Cubs. We didn't sweep your Cubs, which I did not believe was going to happen. I was sitting there going like, going like these Cubs are going to kill us. Like, what do you mean? These Cubs are so amazing. Um, but I don't know. I think that this team isn't the Royals, you know, the Royals go up and they win the world series in 2015. They get rid of Moustakis. They get rid of Hosmer, uh, but they're a small market team. That's how they're going to operate. I didn't think that the Cubs were going to get, I thought they were going to be more emotional about it because I feel like their fans are more, more emotional about it uh, of keeping those type of guys around. I mean, what you were saying, I completely disagree. Um, number one, number two, um, you got to realize the fans were emotional. That's why we kept Kyle Schwarber for so long. That's why he didn't do anything for us. That's why we kept Ben Zobers. That's why we kept Jason Hayward. We kept Dexter Fowler, John Lester, and John Lester Canto to first base. We kept all of these people. And after a while, you have to realize nostalgia is 
it's not going to get you anywhere. Where did they get us? We lost to the, I think the Rockies. We lost yeah. in a, we lost last year, the year Tony before, Walters. and the year before that, and the year before that. We keep losing. Obviously, something's not working. You can't keep the same people around. Javier Baez barely gets 250. He barely has 250. He can hit for home runs. He can hit for RBIs, but it's home run and strikeout. As much as I love Javi, he's bad for baseball. He's he's exciting to watch, but he's such a terrible hitter. And I've been saying this since we had Starlin Castro and Addison Russell together, like that type of tandem. Um, you got to get rid of Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward, yeah, he was a key part in our World Series. He couldn't hit that year either, but he can field. But get rid of him. He's just a waste at this rate. You need people that can hit. We have young players. We have Ian Happ. We have David Bodie. We have a core, a solid young core that we can build around. You get rid of some of these players, bring in other prospects. You take three years of losing, and then you get right back to where you were. You'll be like the Astros. The Astros were losing for like 10, 15 years. Then they kept getting – they got Jose Altuve. They got Carlos Correa. They got um, – it wasn't Garrett Cole, was it? Did they get Garrett Cole? No, he, he was a trade. He was a, he was a trade he was a, when they were already – Yeah, a trade. But you got the pitchers and stuff like that because you had your young core. What I'm saying is – yeah, you won a World Series, but the World Series hangover has been for five years now. I'm sick of that. Like, we won in 2016. It's 2021. We have not had the same success since. Get rid of the people you need to. Five years, $70 million was a slap in the face and a spit in the face to Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant deserves at least $150 million for all the, all the work he's put in because you screwed him over with his deals from since he's got up to the league. Anthony Rizzo needs to go and just restart. Fresh. Brand new. Get rid of your players. We appreciate your time. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. But it's a job at the end of the day. We were we were supporting the Cubs when they won 60 games. We were supporting the Cubs when they won 73 games. We supported them when they won the World Series. We'll still support them after everybody leaves. Yeah, I just thought you guys would be more emotional about it, but I guess not. I guess you well, understand. The, I'm uh... not. I, I'm, a real, I'm a realist. I keep it real. It's about that time. Cause I'm getting sick. I was sick of Kyle Schwarber being here. Now he's a fucking all-star and I'm actually mad as hell at that. Cause where was that when we needed you? He was getting into outfield collisions and blowing out his calf. So that's And then came doing. back three, one against the um, Indians. Yep. Um, all right. Do you want to transition into maybe the worst trades we've seen or maybe trades that hurt us the most? I guess I I'll broaden. Actually... So I'm actually let you take the lead on it, Andy. Okay, um, I guess I'll start with Ioannis Cespedes. He did help the Mets in 2015. Uh, we traded ooh, like nobodies for him. I believe it was nobodies. And uh, he then explodes. He had a great second half of the season with the Mets. You know, he was on like whatever it was, his third or fourth team in three years. Um, he won back-to-back home run derbies with the Red Sox and the A's in, in tandem years. And then... Um, he kind of got a ranch in Florida and said, Hey, I got hamstring problems. (laughs) And then he didn't play for like most of five years. Uh, There was that really funny period where he disappeared for like 48 hours. So the Mets just randomly tweeted, like we can't find you when Cespedes during the COVID season. Uh, And it turns out that he just picked up everything that he had and just left, left team camp. Just, just didn't say anything to anybody and left. And they're like, we know he's safe, but we can't find him. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, what? We're paying this guy. He's probably one of the highest members of our payroll. Uh, getting paid, you know, combined as much as Jacob deGrom, Noah Syndergaard's getting. Uh, so I think in the long term, definitely in the, a short-term trade that was done as a rental with the deadline. 
and not a long-term trade. Okay, okay. Now, you're going to be surprised by the ones I say. The ones I say are actually like, <laughs> you like, what the hell? All right, so in 2013, the Baltimore Orioles, also known as Empty Stadium Orioles, traded Jake Arietta and Pedro Strope to the Cubs for Scott Feldman. All right, that's number one. Number two worst trade that I've seen is you have the Houston Astros trading Ben Zobris to the Devil Rays for Aubrey Huff in 06. Mm. And then the last one. Now, this one, you'll be like, what the fuck? All right, 2003, the Pirates traded Aramis, Ramirez, and Kenny Lofton to the Cubs for three players. That was a Dusty Baker's move, right? I believe so. Dusty Baker was a huge fan of Kenny Lofton. And none of the players they got back, they got back Matt Brubach, Jose Hernandez, and Bobby Hill. Mm. None of those players made a key. <laughs> like, yeah. literally, you got to really think, like, Aramis Ramirez is one of the best third basemen in the Cubs franchise history. Yeah. I think, Two I think all-star just, appearances, like. He just, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, it's kind of unfair to compare him to Chris Bryant. Um, but I feel like he had that potential when he first came up that people thought he was going to be this transcendent talent. And yeah, he was a great third baseman for, for his time that, that he was good. But, um, you know, and it's also weird to think about bad trades with the Cubs in general because they made so many good trades leading up to the World Series win. So You got to think, like, this is what I mean. When you traded Kenny Lofton and Ramos Ramirez, Ramos Ramirez was around the Cubs franchise for a minute until he went to the Brewers and still produced. He was injured and stuff like that, so injuries did hurt the team. Derek Lee was around. Like, that was the core of the team. First baseman and third baseman always been a core for the Cubs. And it's just like those times, the players you got back for Kenny Lofton and Ramos Ramirez were like, whoa, what the hell? And then even the Jake Arrieta situation with Pedro Stroke, both of those are both of those players won a World Series for the Cubs. And you got back, I think, Scott Feldman. Like, you didn't get good compensation back. It's things like that. Like, we can also say Nelson Cruz getting traded, Mark Teixeira getting traded. It was a bunch of different trades where you're just like, whoa, what the fuck is going on with you guys? Granted, you don't know what the player is going to do for you. You just take a guess. Look at Billy Bain in athletics. <laughs> Makes a ton of moves every trip, and they make the playoffs each trip. Well, the thing about the athletics is that they traded Josh Donaldson, who then became an MVP. <laughs> and also, I think they traded Judge. I believe they had Aaron Judge and traded him to the Yankees. Stuff happens. I mean, sometimes you, sometimes you just know and sometimes you don't know. It's baseball. It's one of the hardest sports to tell who's going to be good. Like this, each year, we don't know which shortstop's going to be good because it's always a shortstop that makes the All-Star game where you're like, where the hell did they come from? Yeah. Oh, this year, Adam Frazier, the second baseman. You know, he's a pirate. He's a pirate who who we laugh at as like this horribly bad team, and he's batting like three twenty nine. Exactly. So some sometimes you just have it, sometimes you don't. So it's just one of those times. Like those are the three worst trades I've seen. There's been way there's been way more. Those are just three that highlighted it. It wasn't a bias because it was a Cub thing. It was just Jake Arrieta for Scott Feltman. That should say a lot. Aramis Ramirez and Kenny Lofton, who's on the verge of being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, again, like it's just hard to fathom that like the Cubs made a bad trade. You know what I mean? Like that there was a time where they weren't always looking ahead to being this dynasty. Yeah. Shout out to the Cubs, man. Shout out to every other team. This trade deadline. I don't 
I don't know about any moves that's particularly going to happen. The Cubs, I know, are going to move one of their players, though, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at the standings, they're pretty far apart. Like, like there are teams that are, like, a game and a half out of first place that are sitting in second place. But then there's a bunch of teams that are, the, like, the third place teams. There's a really big drop-off where all of them are, like, eight or nine games out. So I think like a lot of divisions right now, unless there's this epic collapse of, of insane proportions, I feel like the roster, the, the standings are pretty much like summed up, you know, like we're expecting the Yankees to make a push in the second half, but they're nine games out of it with the Rays who keep on winning and, and Boston who's surprisingly good, you know? So I, I like wonder who's going to make the deal to get them over. Maybe Oakland. Uh, Oakland might be one of them. Maybe the Phillies. Phillies could be another one because the Mets are hurt as shit. The Mets might make some trades to get some pitching, which I'm against because I feel like pitching is going to be, uh, you're going to overpay for pitching this year. Um, but you know, I mean, there, a lot of these standings are, are pretty non satisfactory. I mean, San Diego, the Padres, right? They're in third place, five games back at this current time right now between the giants and Dodgers, like, do you take a bet and say the giants are going to lose in the second half? Right. Are you going to say that? Like, Oh, the giants are going to fall. They're going to totally fall. And we have good enough players that we can rebound in the second half and, and get back into it because the Padres already kind of did their thing of, of getting the rentals and getting spending prospects on getting good guys like Blake Snell, like, you know, so it's like, where, what else are they going to trade for? Dodgers probably aren't going to trade for anybody unless they pull. Um, uh, what year was it that they got Machado? Was that 2017, 2018? Something like that. I think three years ago. Uh, and 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 get like a top of the line guy. You know, maybe they. I don't think they can go for Bryant. You can't start somebody like that over Justin Turner. You know, like I think they're going to be going for pitching too, which adds adds to the to the premium the premium market that pitching is going to have during this trade deadline, but it's, it's very like wide open. Whereas I think in previous years we had like, like key guys that like, Oh, this guy's going to definitely go. That guy's going to definitely go. And then this year it's kind of like, yeah, anybody could go, I guess. Cause all these teams are that are really good are playing terrible. This is uh, one of those, this is one of those years where like, you're right, where you don't know which players are going to leave. And I honestly feel like, uh, the Cubs are going to send one of their players to the Cleveland Indians or something like that in the AL. The Indians do need like a first base. One of these teams in the American League need a first baseman, and they're going to benefit from the Cubs trading. The Dodgers are not going to make any moves. I don't see them making moves. They just have to get healthy. If they get healthy, they're a problem. The Giants, I don't see making any moves. They don't have truly any household names but besides Buster Posey so and Madison Bumgarner. So it's just and like Brandon Crawford. Seven times Bum still on the Giants. Maybe I'm mistaken. No. He's not. Yeah, he's that was a Diamondback. Bad. Yeah, which is even worse because they're 26 to 65. Well, but he's injured right now. Yeah, so they don't have any household names. Uh, the Padres, I don't see making any moves. It's just health. Like the NL West is really close, and there's a bunch of good teams. The NL East is sorry, and that whole yep. division is kind of. It's a cluster. Agree. It's been so bad. Like since the '90s, if you look when the Braves had their dynasty, where they won like 11 to 15 straight um, division titles in the '90s, like that division has been a joke. It's just been such a joke. Um, I do see like the Mets, Phillies, or Nationals, or even the Braves um, are are probably going to be spending 
spending because they're it's the closest division. It's honestly the closest division where, where three teams are, are that close into uh, vying for it where the top team isn't like the super, super crazy team. Like, you know what I mean? Like Oakland, Seattle, the it, Oakland's back three and a half games right now and Seattle's back six games, but Houston is such a good team that like, you know, Seattle's, it would have to be such a big explosion. It would have to be such a big drop off that like Seattle would have to trade for like Garrett Cole <laughs> and send like all of their prospects to go and get Garrett Cole to the Yankees in order for that, that to be a, a seismic, you know, change in that division. Yeah. And I'm actually seeing the Braves going to drop off with the Acuna loss. Um, the Phillies, I feel like are going to win that division. Um, oh. I, and I actually want to see Bryce Harper in the playoffs again. Baseball is better when their stars are in the playoffs. Bryce Harper is one of my favorite players, and I need him to be there. Um, I feel like the Brewers are going to win their division. I think the Dodgers are actually going to catch up to the Giants and win the division. All I, I said is they got to get healthy, completely healthy. The Red Sox are going to walk away with the AL East. The White Sox are going to finish first, but the Indians are going to be on their tails. The Indians are always the second-half team. And last but not least, the athletics, I feel like, will overtake the Astros. I don't know about that one, fam. <laughs> I don't know about I'm that serious. one, fam. No, I'm serious. The athletics always each year. No household name. Their number one uh, hitter, I think, is Matt Olson. He's been like 279. Matt Chapman. If Olsen, that's his Olsen's name. Olson's more of like a home run hitter. Olson's no, also Olsen's on that their, team. Like, Olson's their number one hitter. He's their number one hitter. Okay. So he's batting 279, but um, I do think they're going to, like, overtake the Astros. And then they're going to become the Las Vegas Athletics and then do the same thing. <laughs> well, see, like, the Astros, the problem I have – I mean, the the A's, the problem I have with the Oakland A's is that they always make it to the wild card and then get, get murdered. So I feel like that's just going to be the same thing. You know, it's just revisionist history and stuff like that. Um, Houston's too good. Houston is still too good. Uh, and we're seeing bounce back years from everybody over there. They have an insane outfield. Jordan Alvarez is amazing. Michael Brantley's amazing. But I just think, feel like the A's are a team that's always going to get killed in the wild card game. Uh, I really like that team, but I think Houston's just still still too strong. And that's what I mean. Like there's there's really a big power gap in in the MLB right now. Um, and, and not that 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 matters at all. But I just think that it just makes us confused when we try to make predictions about things like trade deadlines. Yeah, <laughs> Who's going to win division? I don't see any crazy moves coming this this trade deadline. Uh, I could be mistaken. Injuries do happen, and people do need players and stuff like that. But I don't see any crazy moves coming up anytime soon. So I just say let's just enjoy the games. I think the Yankees are going to sell a Gio Urshela, uh, a Luke Voigt, somebody of that stature, like one of the guys that they've been moving in and out of the lineup because they might just let go of a couple guys in order to get prospects. That's, that's my, and it's going to be sneaky. Good. We're not going to see it down the line. Then we're going to go, who's this Yankee player? Where did they get him from? And then it's going to be from the 2021 trade deadline. Most likely. Where'd you get him from? The Chicago Cubs. Cause that, that happened. Just you think they're going to they, no, but then they'd have to buy in. 
I'm mean, saying, I'm saying they're giving up like a Gio Urshel. Gio Urshel is like 26, 27. Why would they? No, would they... I was just giving an example. I was literally just giving an example of like the year that they did their rentals. They gave away a Rodgers Chapman and Adam Warren and took our prospects, who turned out to be our for, um Was it Glaber Torres? It was some. It was one of their players. I honestly, it was like two or three of their players that were from the Cubs farm system because the Cubs have an elite farm system. So that's what they traded to get those players. Okay, I got you. I, and I then they went back to the Yankees. Shirt. Yeah, and then Chapman went back to the Yankees. I don't know where yes. Warren went. I think I back to the Yankees. Too. Okay, yeah. So that was that was a total that was a total failure. I'm not sure. It was a rental. It was literally a rental. You gotta yeah, we won a World Series. Now you go back to New York. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. All right. Um, we are going to take a little break, uh, and we'll be back right after this. Brandon Sports Talk is a sports talk podcast where he interviews athletes, coaches, and sports business owners. You can listen to Brandon Sports Talk on YouTube and watch all of his amazing content. Hey, everybody. Welcome back from our break. Um, So I hope you liked our little talk about trade deadline stuff. Obviously, as stuff goes on next week where trades are actually made, me and Nico will be grading them. Uh, Maybe we'll be laughing at them because some of them are probably going to be weird <laughs> if anything happens. Um, but uh, that's going to be it for us today. Nico, do you have anything to plug? Uh, make sure you follow us on TikTok. That is at all talk, no balk. And also subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We love you guys. So I hope you love us back. Yes, definitely. We also write articles. So please go check out uh, all talk, no We write uh, every two days, I believe we release an article. And some of those articles are really good, really funny, quirky, awesome baseball articles. They're just trying to entertain you. Uh, so give us some love there too. Uh, Nico Weathers. Great job today, yes, man. Sir. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Hopefully the Cubs sell, do what I told you. And we'll see by the time we come back, by the time the next episode, all-star game will pass. I don't know. Will the trade deadline pass? We're going to be close to it, and I imagine there's going to be deals done sooner than later because there people aren't going to risk guys getting injured. Okay, all right. Maybe World Series predictions. Hey. Yeah, too early. Way too early World Series predictions. That's and the of name course I'm going to be right. Of course I'm going to be right. <laughs> it's just saying. I'm Listen, I'm right. fine with that. This year is going to be weird. If, if the Cleveland Indians come back from seven and a half games in the second half of baseball and you, you completely kill it that they overtake the White Sox – I, I will eat my own shoe. I didn't say they overtake the White Sox, but they finished close second. Like, they're making the playoffs. They all, I've seen it way too many times, way too many okay. times. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not a bad take. It's just I feel like seven and a half games is a lot, is really a lot for a nope, team that's also nope. rebuilding. They, they were just on a losing streak, so they just won three straight. They would have won four straight today. They would have swept the Royals and then went uh, – they played the Athletics next – uh, right after All Star break, then they're to probably beat the Athletics, and then boom, you're back in the hunt. Okay, I, I we'll see what happens. We shall. How about that? All right, guys, thank you for listening. Um, listen to us next week. Goodbye. Peace out, folks.